are listening to the Fayetteville 411 podcast produced by the City of Fayetteville, where you'll get information about city government and the programs and services we provide. You'll get topics of interest and an inside look into the various departments that help keep our city moving. Thanks for joining us today for this episode of the Fayetteville 411. I'm Sherry Kropp. And I'm Gab McRoberts, and we are your hosts for this podcast. And for today's episodes, we've invited three guests here to talk about the Fayetteville Cumberland Emergency Rental Assistance Program. So we have today Chris Colley. He's the director of the city's Economic and Community Development Department. We also have Dee Taylor. She is the counterpart to Chris over at the county, uh, and she's the director of the county's Community Development Department. And then we have Earl Randall. He is with the Innovative Emergency Management uh, they're the company that's going to be managing the emergency rental act, uh, assistance program. And I want to thank you, everybody, for coming on and sharing some of the information about this new program. Uh, the city of Fayetteville and Cumberland County recently um, received funding to launch a new program that offers a, a rental assistance to people impacted by the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. Let's talk about the rental assistance program and what type of funding does it provide? Let's start with Chris. Sure. So, you know, you know, the interesting thing with the rental assistance is that, um, you know, there, there's a lot of folks out there that say, you know, we've gotten stimulus payments and all this money from the government is coming out. And, you know, it, it's and I can see it's very overwhelming, not just for folks who need that assistance, but for folks who see it happening with their tax dollars. And uh, I, I think it's important to remember that. Um, the, the CDC made a decision to, to place a moratorium on evictions, and because of that, um, this, is, this is where we find ourselves today. And so what we're really looking at here is the federal government stepping in. Um, th this money that we're spending this first round here is going to come from the um, Consolidated Appropriations Act that was signed back in December. Um, and uh, but the idea here is to to help people so that as a society we we try to prevent a homelessness issue. Um, so this program is is uh, really deeply targeted at at uh, low and moderate income residents of the county and the city of Fayetteville, and uh, it it is to help with back rent and then future rent to to try to get folks caught up on this economic disruption that's happened this past year. Because I, I, I can imagine for a lot of people, you, you hear the horror stories, they couldn't work because of COVID and the bills just keep piling up and they couldn't get evicted, but they still have to pay this when the 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 program, you know, when the moratorium ends. So that's that can be thousands and thousands of dollars for some people. Now, now do you, who, who's going to qualify for this uh, rental assistance program? So this program targets those renters um, who meet um, certain criteria, which includes they must reside uh, within the city of Fayetteville or Cumberland County area. And um, one member, at least one member of the household, um, have to have suffered some type of um, financial hardship. So either they're, uh, they've received unemployment benefits, um, or they some type of loss of income, um, and they are also um, either homeless or at risk of being homeless. Um, and also, as Chris mentioned earlier, um, their income, total household income, must fall within HUD's um, income limits, uh, which is 80% of the area medium income. And, and that's dependent, too, also on how many people are in your household. That's, that's, so that's why you can't say it's, you know, X amount of dollars. It also ma matters how many 
children in your household and, and all that different uh, uh, criteria. And I could provide an example. So for, for instance, uh, for one person household, um, the total household income cannot exceed 33,400 um, annually. Uh, for a two person household is 38,200 um, and so on. So for a three person household, the maximum amount they can make is 42,950 a year. And for a four-person household, is forty-seven thousand seven hundred. Um, that information is is available um, on IM's uh, application website. If if anyone is just curious as to whether or not they may qualify for the program uh, based on their income. And uh, Earl, you are the managing the program. You're with the Innovative Emergency Management. You're you're managing the uh, rental assistance program. How can people apply for this assistance? Okay, people can uh, apply for this assistance uh, via the website. Uh, they can log on to www.fedvillecumberlandrap.com. So you spell out Fedville, you spell out Cumberland, and then put R-A-P behind it, dot com. Or uh, if they're having problems with the uh, with having uh, technical difficulties uh, as, as being not technical savvy, uh, because the website is the easiest way to do it. Uh, but if they're not tech savvy, they can call and we'll have a, uh, a, a call center representative and a case manager walk them through the application. And that number is 888-495-7710. Uh, and just to talk about that a little bit is when, when, when a person calls into the call center, uh, there's a, an active call center representative uh, and a case manager that can walk them through putting their application into the system. We, we wanted to put it into the system because we understand the dynamic of this program. I've been in disaster management uh, for a great part of my life. Uh, prior to coming to IEM, I was with HUD for 19 years. And so um, I was responsible for disaster recovery. And I, I tell people, and I joke all the time, that my life has been one disaster after the next. <laughs> and so... Um, Understanding these types of programs, there's there's uh, two things that's never on your side. That's time, and there's the uh, the bureaucracy of of politics. You know, uh, they're never on your side because people have been impacted on the other end, and we need to get this assistance to them very quickly. And so that's why we chose to uh, to do this system uh, to allow them to do it online as well as uh, have a call center representative. And I think that kind of brings up a good point. When is this money going to start flowing? Is it available now or is it coming out in two weeks from now? Uh, Chris, do you know when? Uh, yes. So we just launched this yesterday. Um, the website and the phone number that Earl referenced are, are both live and working. Um, we're going to go until we run out of money or we hit the, uh, the two-year mark. Um, we should not hit a two-year mark. So um, we're, we're really excited to get this out there. There's a lot of need in the community. So um, give us a call, go online, and uh, check it out. Now, Earl, um, will applicants be prioritized based on what their need is? So, yes, ma'am. There, there, there is a priority uh, setting up. Eligible applicants have to be 80% uh, of the area median income. But uh, there's a priority set in place for those that are 50% of area median income. And uh, as DG had given out that, that information before, those individuals that are 50% of the area median income, uh, for an a fa average family of four, uh, that income is $29,800. So if you're a family of four and you have, uh, have an income of $29,800, 29, you, know, you, will, you will be prioritized. Uh, and what we mean by prioritized is that once you put your application in and, and you meet that income limit or uh, below that income limit, 
you know, you'll, you'll get a uh, priority. And in the first 30 days, we're going to categorize those, those, um, those applicants to, to go out first, because we want these, this dollar to, these dollars to hit those that have, have been most impacted or most vulnerable in the community. So we have an opportunity to serve as many people as possible at that lower end. But uh, as Chris mentioned, we're going to operate this program until the money runs out. And so, and that's, that's uh, we were seeing a lot of folk uh, come in. Chris mentioned that we went live on yesterday uh, and, and the calls have been coming in. And as of this morning, I, I checked before I came into the podcast, in the first 90 minutes, starting from 8 o'clock, we were well over 100 calls. So uh, the, the word has gotten out with the, the city releasing the press release on yesterday, the city and the county releasing the press release on yesterday, and, and folk are, are very interested in, in this assistance. And there's a lot of people in need. In need. With that, yeah. Um, what type of documentation would applicants need to um, provide? So that's a very good question. Uh, the way that the Treasury had uh, written the guidance for this program, it's a very lack, not lax, but it, it's it, it's not burdensome. So the type of documentation that we're looking for is basic identification. Uh, when we talk about your income, you know, we can take snapshots, we can take uh, photocopies of uh, maybe pay stubs. And so, so it's not uh, a burdensome process. Everything can be uploaded into the system. You can upload it into the system uh, via your, your, your cell phone or if you, if you have a scanner. So we're trying to make it as easy as possible for people to, to input their information and we can take uh, just have an active record of what your, uh, your situation is. So the documentation, um, the documentation uh, requirements aren't very stringent at all. Um, there, are, there are some, some parts of, uh, of documentation that will allow you to, to, to be lenient in this process. One of the things that I really want to focus on is, is that eligibility. Uh, we, we talked about those three components of eligibility, um, where Ms. D mentioned that one or more individuals of the household must either qualify for unemployment benefits or experience a reduction in the household income. And all of this has to be due directly or indirectly to the COVID-19. So that's the very first important step. It, and, and when we document that, you know, we were looking for, you know, you to document what happened. Tell your story. Tell your your directly or indirectly related COVID story. How, how did this apply to you? And we talk about that second criteria of one or more individuals in the household must demonstrate risk of experiencing homelessness or housing instability. When you read housing instability, that talks about you having a, an issue in your housing situation that, that's un, unstable. What does that mean? I may be behind on my rent. I may be behind on my utilities. Something in the household is, is, is keeping me from having that peace of being at home. So that when we talk about that instability, we want to be able to, to have folk kind of expand their horizon and, and talk about what's impacting me. And so, uh, and, and, and the third one is just the, the income limit. So we want folk to be able to look at those, those criteria and be able to qualify for the program. No, and, and I understand it's not just the residents who can apply for the assistance. Landlords can do this as well. Correct. This is, uh, and I'm glad uh, you mentioned that because this rental assistance program, it, it's more than just uh, an assistance program for renters. What uh, a lot of folk are missing is that this is an economic development program also because behind every renter, there's a landlord. So uh, this not only helps the renter uh, to gain comfort and stability in housing, but it also helps that landlord, especially the mom and pop landlords that are out there that may have one or two units that may, may use that as just supplemental income. 
it's helping those landlords out of a situation that they've also experienced due to COVID-19. So it's an economic development driver in the community that's helping not only the renters, not only the renters, but the home, but the, uh, the landlords as well. But landlords can apply to the program. And once a landlord applies, he, uh, there's two applications in the site. There's a landlord application and a tenant application. And once, once the tenant, once the tenant uh, uh, completes the application, they put their, they put their landlord name and email address, and it it invites the landlord to apply as well. So we're, we're linking the landlords and the tenants together to make sure that it's uh it's it's a combined effort. Well, we got about a minute and a half left in the show, and I, I just wanted to ask uh, D or Chris if you could answer this: Why did the city and county want to uh, bring in a vendor uh, to manage a program like this? Sure, I, I can answer that. Um, with this program, uh, because it is um, dealing with a large uh, amount of federal dollars, and you want to make sure that you have a smooth application uh, process um, that will be accessible for every, all the residents in the county. And you want to make sure that the entity that is going to implement this program have the capacity and experience to do so. And that's the reason why uh, the city um, um, com economic community development director, Chris, and I um, decided that we should go ahead and um, issue a request for proposal to find an entity that can um, implement this program at a large, large scale. Um, because we want to make sure that the residents are able to access this program. And it's a, a, a simple um, application process that they already have key staff personnel um, on board, and they're ready to um, get the program off running. Let's share the website once again and contact number for people who may have questions or need assistance with the application process. Okay, that website again is www.fedville.com. CumberlandRAP.com. Again, that's www.FedvilleCumberlandRAP.com. And that phone number is 888-495-7710. Well, thank you so much for being our guest today and talking about this great program. That's going to wrap up this episode. Be sure to subscribe to Radio Fayetteville, the City of Fayetteville's podcast channel, as we provide shows like this and other timely and informative updates every week. You can subscribe to Radio Fayetteville on Apple iTunes, the iTunes podcast app, as well as the Google Play Music podcast portal. You can also listen to every podcast that Radio Fayetteville has to offer by downloading the Fay TV streaming app available now on Roku, Apple TV, Android TV, and Amazon Fire TV. You can also view all of our video content by visiting visiting FayTV.net. To get information about city services, go to our webpage at fablenc.gov. Thank you for joining us.